It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers are on fire right now. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're joined every Monday by the Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com, as well as a million other places. And what a weekend for the Auburn Tigers. They destroy Arkansas. They get the number one JUCO safety. They they flip a four-star slash five-star. He's five-star on ESPN, so we're going to count it. Uh, Jamonta Waller from Florida. And then Sunday afternoon, they land a 2025 four-star tight end commitment. But, Lindsay, let's start our conversation today on the field. And right now, I think you can make the argument that the Auburn Tigers are playing their best that they've played all season at every single position. Yeah, the... To me, the big things that you've been missing have been the passing game, obviously, is a big part of that. Uh, that has struggled all season, and it feels like it's kind of picking up, catching steam. That Caleb Burton early drive RPO is a thing of beauty. Um, I feel like the pass rush from the defensive line kind of specifically was something that you didn't necessarily see the defensive line having the impact that you wanted, and... Early in the season, the running back room and Darkwise Hunter in particular were not quite rolling like you knew that they could. And right now, like you said, like every single aspect, even special teams, you, you house you house the first punt of the game on special teams. And so every potential way Auburn just rolled over Arkansas and the improvement you've made in the back half of the schedule has been Fantastic. We knew that you would look better, but I think this is probably better than we expected you to look in this winnable stretch of games. I think so. I think so. And and look, there was a big chunk of the Auburn fan base that was worried about Hugh Freeze losing this team. Let's don't act like that wasn't a narrative that some Auburn people were trying to push uh, a month ago. And now all of a sudden, Auburn's on a three-game winning streak. I know New Mexico State's playing better than we all thought, but that should be a win. When it's all said and done, I still think we feel good about it. And you're you're in a great spot to have seven wins going into the Iron Bowl, which I think most Auburn fans would have taken, mm-hmm. especially especially during that four-game losing streak. Because right now, Lindsay, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of these folks picked against Auburn to win against Arkansas. A lot of people picked Auburn to lose against Mississippi State. And there were some people that predicted Auburn to, to stumble on the road against Vanderbilt, not as many as the other two games, but you can say, yeah, it's Arkansas or it was just Arkansas, whatever. But these are the same people that picked Auburn to lose that game. Oh, and by the way, like sure. Rocket Sanders wasn't a hundred percent. Sure. Arkansas's offensive line stinks, but Vegas knew that all these metrics that predicted Auburn to lose knew that. And still Auburn went out and executed and blasted Arkansas in all three phases of the game. Yeah, and if you if you talk to an Auburn fan who's being realistic about where this program should be in their minds in the SEC West for as long as we have that left. Yeah, one more it year. Is, it is, Two more you weeks, should really. be, yeah, I mean, it's just a couple more games. You should be 
beating the teams below you, which to Auburn fans should be almost everybody else, and then you should be competing with LSU and Alabama. You should be probably beating LSU more than you lose, and you should be putting up good fights against Alabama. That is where everybody wants the program to be. If that is where the program should be from a year-in, year-out standpoint, games like this should be expected. You should be winning these games against your bottom feeders like your Arkansas, your Mississippi State, and they shouldn't be particularly close. So this this felt right. This felt like a flashback to the old Gus Malzahn days when he'd go into his bag of tricks. That's his annual career options game against Arkansas. Uh, this is where Auburn should be, is dominating bad conference teams, even on the road, so that they can roll into the Iron Bowl with a legitimate chance to pull an upset. How nice is it that we don't have to hear about the Auburn on the road narrative God. anymore? I mean, I, I'm glad to not have to talk about that for a hot minute, I guess, till next season. Maybe it'll pop up in a bowl game. I don't know if people really care as much about a bowl game for that to matter, but look, you struggled against Cal, you won. You went on the road to Vandy. You won. You went on the road to Fayetteville. You won. And then I think when you look at it, when Auburn played AM, the way AM was playing at the time and the way Auburn was playing at the time, I don't know if it really would have mattered in hindsight where they played that game. You wish you could play that game now, right? As, <laughs> yeah. as they, they don't have a head coach currently. And then also with LSU, right? Like if that game at that time, the way Auburn was playing and the way LSU was playing would have been played anywhere else. Like, would you have picked Auburn to win that game? I personally wouldn't have, whatever. But. I wish we could play that game now, right? Because I, I think Auburn's clicking at a much higher level, and I do think LSU has cooled off just a little bit. They're still very good on offense, but they have cooled off a little bit. But regardless, and I talked about this when Hank Brown came on the show last week, Lindsay. This is a team that I think actually got better from these losses. I mean, how many times do you hear all this coach speak crap about, well, you learned so much in these losses, and it's like, well, you didn't really change anything. This coaching staff, they changed things. They kept mm -hmm. losing and they change things, and they look significantly better now than they did at the start of that losing streak. Was the level of competition lower? Yes. But you got the same personnel, uh, and, and you're still kind of handcuffed because you don't have any outside wide receivers that want to do anything, but you're still figuring out how to operate this offense within your personnel, and Auburn's peaking at the right time at every position group. Seriously, I think every position group is playing its best ball of the season, and it's November. Hugh Freeze said this, and we talked about this on some of the shows we dropped over the weekend, Lindsay, but they remember you by what you do in November. And for the first time in a long time, several, several seasons, Auburn's playing its best in November when it matters the most. You say every position group's playing the best ball of the season right now. Auburn's defense did not have an interception on Saturday. So if you're going to nitpick, we can nitpick and say the defensive backs, you know, but no, 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 it's, it's even though DJ James, like goodness gracious, like, I don't know why they kept throwing to him. He was unbelievable. It was the dumbest, dumbest decision of many by Arkansas, but uh, no, this is something we've, we've talked about. You don't have the proper talent that you need to have to fully run the playbook. And, but you touch on the fact they figured out what works and what doesn't. They figured sure. out what they can do with the receivers. They figured out, you know, how should we mix in Rivaldo Fairweather to make up for some of the deficiencies in the wide receiver group outside. They've, you know, they've they've done, we've gotten past the the feeling things out phase. And now 
It is, let's get better and better at the, at the execution every week. I do also want to harp on the, I feel like since you're not rotating quarterbacks, you've been able to see better execution under center by Auburn. And, and it kind of goes back to that probably wasn't the best idea in the world, but I understand back to what we just talked about. They were feeling things out, figuring out what could work and what could not. So yeah. I don't expect that to come back the rest of the season. Obviously the results without it have been good. Um, and we'll see what happens going forward from with that. But either way, like you said, everybody's playing really well right now. And the Iron Bowl looks like it's going to be a hot ticket again. As it should be. As it should be. Doesn't matter where that game's played. It should be competitive, and both teams should have hope and excitement going into it. Was Saturday the best day for Auburn football in the past year? I think it was. I think it was the best day for Auburn since Caddy beat Texas A&M. We discussed that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place for last-minute tickets. No matter where you go to buy tickets, they will be cheaper at game time. In fact, if you can prove that tickets are cheaper elsewhere, they'll give them to you for that price and I think knock 10% off. Game time is, is an incredible app. It's very easy to use. You type in either the team you want or the specific game you want or the specific venue, and you can check out all these tickets that have been price checked against other main ticketing sites, and you can see how the venue looks, how the event looks from your seats. It's very, very cool. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And uh, it takes the guesswork out of buying tickets when you use Game Time. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, Locked on College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Happy Monday. Lindsey Crosby joins us. I think Saturday was the best day for Auburn football since Cadillac Williams beat Texas A&M and kind of showed that Auburn was united on all fronts a year ago. You look at it, and I, I think, one, the whole narrative of Auburn sneaking on the road. Okay, that's done. No more road games this year. The bowl game's not a road game. It's a neutral site game. So I, check. We are done with that. But I think just lining up and beating another SEC team senselessly at every phase of the game was so rewarding. It was so re that's the most fun I've had watching a football game in several years, probably since the Music City Bowl from an Auburn standpoint that was just so relaxed, just lining up and destroying the other team because things finally clicked and fell into place. I think there's a lot to like about that, Lindsay. And then after that, you flip Jamonta Waller from Florida to Auburn, the four-slash-five-star edge rusher. And then, obviously, it carried on. Uh, the recruiting news carried on into Sunday, which we'll discuss in a second. But Saturday from start to finish was an incredible day for Auburn football. I think I would say the only day that maybe was better than that was the day you fired Brian Harson. 
simply because you could like breathe that it was finally over. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like being in pain and having surgery and like you have a long road of recovery ahead of you, but like you've taken care of the problem. You know, it's um, done. Yeah. yeah. Like so outside of that, I mean, that in the, the caddy victory, that that was the most that was the most fun Auburn football game that I have watched in a while. Uh, that was the most hope that I have felt in a while, because I mentioned it in the first segment. This is where Auburn should be. You, we should, we should not be wondering: Is Auburn going to beat Arkansas? That should not be a conversation topic from where we believe Auburn should be as a program uh, within the conference. And so, this is more normal, like we're thinking about now. Do I expect it to be this lopsided every time? No, of course not. But too, too many times, and even the last four or five years, we've seen really close games with teams that you honestly should not be playing close. You should not, Missouri should not be coming into Auburn and only a fumble through the end zone in overtime keeps them from like keeps you ahead and like you winning the game. Like that should not be the way it works. The way it works should be you the question is how badly are you going to beat Arkansas, not are you going to beat Arkansas. And and so I would argue between this the the increased hope that we have over recruiting because we have somebody as a head coach who one believes in it and two actually does it is nice. And it kind of shows you that, okay, this is how we're doing against the Arkansas and stuff right now. But when these players get in, these new players come in that you're flipping from your Florida's from other places. Now it's going to be this type of thing against most of your opponents, like Ole Miss, you should be beating Ole Miss almost every year. And so it gives you hope that you you curb stomped Arkansas. Maybe next year against Ole Miss, it's going to look a little bit closer to this, and it's going to look like a Ole Miss victory, like happened this year. Sure, right, right. And I just think the the overall development of players too, and how you're using these kids is um, is even more reason for hope for the future because. It's just been a minute since we've seen a team get better like this over the course of a season. 17 is probably the closest example and the most perfect example. And I think the talent on the 2017 team was was better. And it also kind of shaped up to a really cool ending and ultimately winning the SEC West. But since the 2017 season, I don't think you've seen an Auburn team trend up as much as this one has which is a good feeling, right? I mean, think about where we were as a fan base after the 2017 season. I remember being in Malzahn's postgame presser after the 2017 Iron Bowl talking about like, this is it. We're trending up. Like this is, you know, we've built this thing and we're going to the SEC championship. And it's like, yeah, yeah, Auburn is trending up. And so now to see kind of have this feeling um, has been pretty, it's been pretty cool to see. And so we'll see what happens. With that, moving forward. Lindsay may have lost power. No clue. We're going to keep going, though. Um, So Auburn had some other big recruiting news over the course of the weekend. They landed a future commit. Ryan G is his name. He is a 2025 tight end commit, four-star, pretty much across the board. And, uh, yeah, he chose Auburn over... Um, Ole Miss seemed to be a big one. Georgia Tech, Penn State, and Vandy were other top schools, according to his on-three recruiting profile. But 
I like the versatility of this kid, 6'5", 235 pounds. One of the things he talked about that I read in one of our, I think it was on three story on him, was a few quotes from him talking about how he loves how Auburn is prioritizing the use of the tight end. And it's hard to blame him, right? When you look at what Ryan, uh, what Ryan G is kind of seen from this team, and we'll get Lindsay's thoughts on this in just a second. But if you're a tight end watching this Auburn offense, I mean, all of these dudes have a role. I mean, Rivaldo Fairweather is the obvious one, but I mean, you're seeing Fromm all over the place. You're seeing Deal involved in the offense, even if it is blocking primarily. But even Brendan Frazier has a role in this offense, both with blocking and then, you know, they'll throw it to him every now and then. But if you're a tight end that wants to be involved in the offense and kind of prove to say, hey, we're relevant enough to go to the next level, you've got to look at Auburn. Lindsay, what are your thoughts on uh, on the addition of Ryan G to this 2025 recruiting class? It's I've been amazed through the Malzahn error how, how good Auburn was at getting tight ends despite the fact that you rarely used them. And so having won the last coach that he was going to use them a lot, and he just used that one. Uh, but bringing Which we him love in, John Samuel Shanker. We yeah, did love him. I mean, Shanker's great, but it's like you didn't use a bunch of tight ends. You used John Samuel Shanker. And this coaching staff seems to try to find a way to get everybody into the game, right? We've seen like Brandon Frazier does exist. We confirmed that this year. You've seen him get goal line stuff. I think he has, you know, something like a, he has a, a touchdown on like four catches or whatever. But like Luke Deal, we've seen Tyler Fromm. We've seen. Uh, Brandon Frazier, obviously, Rivaldo Fairweather leads the team, and I think in both receptions and yardage, maybe in touchdowns too. Uh, and so you have to feel like no matter what kind of tight end you are, Auburn's shown that they can use you in some form or fashion, right? Like they've shown that they can find a way to isolate what you do best, get you into the game, you get play time, and then as you perform with that, they've shown how to ad adjust the offense to give you a bigger role if you des deserve one, which Rivaldo Fairweather has deserved a bigger role and he has earned one throughout the season. And so as a tight end, I would want to come here. Like this program's trending up. They're getting better throughout the season. The offense is getting more dynamic. And then they've shown that they can optimize the talent of anybody, whether it's a blocker, a receiver, or a hybrid guy who can do both. Yeah. And uh, just to, to add on to your point, Rivaldo, Fairweather, and Jay Fair, they both have 30 catches. And Rivaldo has 305 yards. Jay Fair has 300 yards. So he does technically lead them both, like you said, which technically correct, Lindsay, is the best, the best kind, of, kind correct. of correct. There's no question about that. But yeah, you look at, you look at G. He's got, uh, he's got, he's 6'5", 235 pounds as a junior, right? I mean, this is a guy still playing his junior year of high school if he's a 2025 class guy. So I, I love it. I love the, all of this. And I also love the construction of the 2025 class already, which is wild <laughs> that we've already got six members of the 2025 class and all of them look pretty solid. So we'll see how this continues to develop for Hugh Freeze. Like you said, having a coach that prioritizes recruiting, it looks different than it ever has here at Auburn, which is awesome. All right, I want to talk about what happened in College Station yesterday with reports coming out that Texas A&M is going to move on. He has not officially been fired at the time of us recording this, but million reports have come out saying that he is expected to be fired. Um, 
some point soon, and he'll receive that massive buyout. But I think it impacts Auburn, Lindsay. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical wants to make sure that you're prepared for whatever's happening. There's a lot of crazy things happening in this world, and Jace Medical is aware of it. And a lot of these things, we've seen how sensitive supply chain can impact so many different things. And so right now, you can go online to jacemedical.com, and you can receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. And if you use promo code locked on at checkout, you get a discount as well. But you don't want to have something as important as not having your daily medication, something that you have to depend on others. So go ahead and have a stash. Go ahead and have you know something set up for 12 months for you or your loved one. Uh, this is a this is a, a verified customer said this about Jace. Said, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues called caused me to cut pills in half. In order to have it, I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotics kit. So if you or someone you love would like peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Lindsey Cross. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need. Indeed. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, they are splitting ways and he will become a very, very rich man, buy out north of $75 million. Very, very good for him. But I think this impacts Auburn in a few ways. Yes, Lindsay. I'll say uh, my my role, my secondary role outside of baseball on uh, this show and on Auburn Daily is money. And so $76 million is uh, Auburn is no longer buyout you. That is Texas That's A&M. Correct. That's right. I mean, uh, it, it's just it's just wild how much they are spending. Texas A&M is getting more is paying more for Jimbo Fisher to not coach than Jameis Winston has been paid in his entire NFL career. That's insane. Yes, they will they, they will be paying him through twenty thirty one. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Just a few things to keep in mind on how this can impact Auburn. One is the recruiting, right? Cam Coleman is one of the recruits out there that Auburn fans want more than anyone. We'll see the Phoenix City, Central Phoenix City wide receiver. Stay home, Cam Coleman. Stay home. We'll see what happens. Eccles, the the talented offensive lineman. Um, Auburn, I'm sure, is calling both of those guys often since this news dropped Sunday morning. But also, when a coach is fired... You are then able to, the transfer portal opens up for these players for 30 days. And so any player on Texas A&M's roster will have 30 days to enter the transfer portal. Of course, the transfer portal opens in December anyway. So those windows may actually overlap. I'm not positive, but this doesn't mean they have to enter the portal and then pick a new school within the 30 days. The windows are only when you can enter the transfer portal. You can come out of the transfer portal at any point. So when you have all of these talented guys that aren't seeing a lot of time, but this deck, all these decorated four stars that aren't seeing a whole lot of time, it's going to be worth following. You're already seeing some of this 
happen. On three reported yesterday that AM wide receiver Raymond Cottrell plans to enter the NCAA transfer portal. And it's, I think this is going to be one of several dudes that ends up entering the transfer portal, Lindsay. And so just kind of worth following what type of impact this could have. I mean, he was a former four star wide receiver. And so Auburn was involved with some of these dudes recruitment. We'll certainly see if they, uh, if they reach out to any of these kids that do enter the portal over the next 30 days. Yeah. And the way it works as far as the windows and things like that, they will then be able to enter the standard post like after season window that comes in December. Right. Uh, so multiple chances to get these guys to come out. Uh, I think the big thing here is this staff has shown the ability to, for the most part, to evaluate talent pretty well. And Auburn has identified, like last season, identified a lot of group of five players that they transferred up. And for the most part, those with the exception of some of the wide receivers, for the most part, those guys have been able to contribute positively to this Auburn team. And so I feel good about the ability to reach back out to some of these AM guys who you didn't, you were their, their backup choice or whatever in the portal, or they wanted to come here, but the NIL money was better or whatever. And then the thing that we talked about in the spring, I specifically remember discussing this when the guys transferred once, they can't transfer again until they graduate. And so if I'm deciding between a prep commit and a, and a freshman, who's been in a college weight room now for a full year and has already used that one-time transfer, I'm going to go for that guy. And Auburn has a chance to go pick some of the guys off of their roster. It not only obviously makes your roster better, but it makes an opponent's roster worse. And this is where a good recruiter like Hugh Freeze can really make them his his salary worth it, right? Because he, underst- he has those relationships. They've undoubtedly, you know, they probably catch up on the field before the game. He says, hello, they chat and things like that. This is where you can go and really uh, do extra work to make your team better. And this is where some of the good recruiting coaches do a lot of differentiation from the average coach. And I think Hugh Freeze belongs in that group of coaches who are really good at recruiting. Yeah. So we'll we'll certainly see if that happens. And Look, I don't think Jimbo Fisher is going to be the only Power 5 coach to get fired over the coming weeks. And so just kind of worth noting that that's the rule across all of college football as far as that 30-day window. And, of course, the window will open in December as well. So worth monitoring. And any kind of player that we think enters the portal that's interesting, we will share that with you on the Daily Edition here at Lockdown Auburn. All right, Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on right now? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, and depending on what level of baseball you want, I've got you covered. If it's college, AuburnDaily.com. If it's minor league, locked in MLB prospects. If it's major league, Bravestoday.com. Yeah, and you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com as well. And just quick programming note, we will go live after Thursday Thursday night's um, Auburn basketball game. Same with Friday night's Auburn basketball game, and then Saturday's football game against New Mexico State. So a lot of lives coming up later in the week. Be sure to join us for that. But we'll be back tomorrow with a little Charlie Tuesday action all right here on Locked on Auburn. The 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.